So um, this morning, after Brother Mike told me, um, Pastor Mike told me about his dad, I hurried and got ready. And uh, we got in the van. He handed me the keys because he doesn't like to drive anymore. And uh, that's why he, he likes us to drive for him. And uh, he, said, he said, well, Joe, he said, you know that verse in the Bible that says, be prepared in season and out of season? He said, this is your season. So uh, he said, be ready. You've got an hour and a half, two hours, you know. And, and so I just want to share with you here this morning um, a little bit about well, a passage of Scripture, and I, I just want to challenge you because I know as you've come in, this may be so different for you than any church that you've ever seen, and, and I know things are a little bit abrupt and different, and it's been great to see the kids sing, and maybe that's, that itself has spoken to your heart. Uh, I don't know why you're here, but God knows. You're here for a purpose, for a reason this morning. Maybe, you know, somebody invited you, somebody twisted your arm. Maybe you come here all the time, and, uh, and right now you're saying, boy, I wish Brother Mike was here. Uh, whatever it might be, you're here, right? And um, I know that God's got a purpose, and he wants to speak to you where you are right now. As I looked around this week, uh, watching the VBS, I, my mind went back to my early experience uh, in becoming a Christian. And uh, I was nine years old. I, I grew up in a really small town. It was so small, they couldn't call it a town. They called it a village. Officially, you look up the term village. I mean, our town was 500 or less. It was the village of Valier, southern Illinois, a little bitty town. I knew everybody in town. That town was my playground. Uh, I rode the, my little bicycle all over. And I, you know, I worked for a lot of the neighbors. I mowed lawns as a little boy and, and all those kind of things. And I mean, I knew what neighbors had fresh baked cookies and who I could get a cup of. As a, as a young boy, five, six years old, I knew there was a couple, Sonny and Jet, who would give me coffee in the morning because they were drinking coffee. I, I'm a five-year-old, right? And so um, it was a great little town to grow up in. It was one of those places where no one locked their doors. You left your keys in your car. It was that kind of place. It was wonderful. And I had uh, an opportunity to play Little League Baseball. And uh, Bill was my baseball coach. Now, my parents didn't go to church. At that time, they were not going to church. Uh, they did early on. They had a bad church experience, and they got out. Here I am. I'm nine years old. Mom and dad doesn't go to church. And Bill, my baseball coach, invites me. And I said, well, mom and dad doesn't go, you know. I'm talking, this is like three or four blocks away from my house because everything in my town was three or four blocks from my house. And uh, he said, it's okay. We've got a van, a church van that'll come pick you up. And I'm thinking, Phew, I don't have to walk three blocks. And so they'll come pick me up. Mom and dad said I could go. And so I did. I went to uh, this little Baptist church in my hometown. And through my visiting and going to this church and, and, and sitting in Sunday school class, my Sunday school teacher began to explain to me what it meant to become a Christian. And I began to understand that I, like everyone else in this world, had sin in my heart. I, I had things that, I'd, I'd done bad things, wrong things. Now, as a nine-year-old, obviously, I hadn't done a whole lot wrong, right? But I had talked back to mom, and she brought out the fly swatter and convinced me that was wrong and all those kind of things. And some of you, maybe the same, I'd lied to my brother. I had an older brother and a younger sister, and, and I knew I'd done things wrong, and I was under conviction. And I remember the Sunday school teacher telling me, you know, that it's really pretty simple. The gospel message is amazingly simple. And I think it's because that's the way God wanted it. He wanted everybody to be able to understand and get it. And so my Sunday school teacher explained to me, his name was Dennis. Dennis explained that there was heaven and there was hell. And in heaven, there were streets of gold, pearls, or gates of pearls. And it was, you know, the crystal sea, just this beautiful place 
of love. No tears, no crying, no fly swatters, those kind of things. It was this wonderful, perfect place, right? And then there was hell. And you could almost hear the music in the background, boom, 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 you know, and it's like fire, you know, a brimstone and heat and ashes in this place. I'm like, sign me up for heaven. That's what I wanted, right? You know, and for me, honestly, as a nine-year-old, part of my decision was a little bit selfish. I don't think I understand in totality what it meant, and that's okay, because what I did understand, what I did know, is I had sin. I had done wrong. And I was separated from God who loved me, who sent his son to bridge that gap, that vast expanse of sin, so that I could know him. I didn't know what it meant to know him, right? I saw this morning... Uh, Miss Amy wrote on Facebook about their anniversary with her and, you know, Pastor Don. And the thing she wrote was, I thought I knew what love was. Oh, it was so sweet, you know. But now, you know, happy anniversary, sweetheart. It was precious. And I thought to myself when I was thinking about this, I thought I knew maybe what loving Jesus was and asking Jesus in my heart. But I really didn't get it. Because I was like Don and Amy. When, I, when Julie and I were married, we dated seven years. And, you know, we went to kindergarten together. I mean, honestly, I'd known her for a long time. And uh, she was my high school sweetheart. But when I got married, I didn't know what love was. I thought I knew. And now that we've been married 22 years, I'm still learning. And I think it's the same way sometimes as Christians. And there's this particular passage I want to share with you. If you have your Bibles, you can turn uh, to Luke chapter 10. Because in Luke chapter 10, there's, there's a religious leader, a scholar of the law, who's going to come to Jesus. And he tries, they were always trying to put Jesus on the spot. They were always questioning. I, as a nine-year-old, going to the little Baptist church in my hometown, I had questions and I begin, it was there I began to learn that I had sin in my heart, that I was separated from God and God's love, and that God had bridged that gap through his son Jesus who died on the cross. And you may be here this morning, and you may be questioning, is God real? I see all the airplanes. I see the airplane hangar. I've seen these kids sing. That looks real. I see the joy on their faces, and I hear this little four-year-old talk about what she learned. That seems so real. And you might be here this morning questioning and searching, and I want you to hear what Jesus says, because this religious expert, the expert of the law, he asked him, he said, teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Heaven and hell, right? He should know. Jesus gets this. I mean, Jesus knows what this guy's thinking. He knows about his questions. They just weren't smart enough to catch on that Jesus was the son of God, right? But, so they're still asking these dumb questions. Sometimes I'm like that myself. And he said, what must I do to in inherit eternal life? That may be you this morning. You're wondering, what must I do to go to heaven? You know, I've got to say, Pastor Mike this morning, he was doing really well. He was doing really well. And, and I thought back to November this past year when my daddy died. My dad suffered about four months with lung cancer. When they found out he had it, it was stage four, and it had already spread throughout his body. And it was a horrific experience watching him suffer and go through that. And maybe you've been through those times, but I can tell you this, during that four-month time period, I'll never take uh, for granted the conversations I had with my dad in talking about heaven and the promise we have in heaven because my dad knew how to have eternal life. And so it changes the game. As Mike is going to see his dad, it's a game changer. When you know 
that your daddy knows what eternal life is and, and that he's accepted Christ as his savior. And so this morning you may be wondering that, heaven and hell. And so here's what Jesus says. He says, what's written in the law? Because he knows this guy knows what's written in the law. As a religious leader, as a religious scholar, you've studied the law. He knows it. He's memorized it inside and out. He knows those things. Maybe for you, you started going to VBS as a little kid and you've studied and you've known those things all along. But you're still wondering about heaven and hell or about really following and living for Christ. Look at what Jesus says. He says, what's it say? How do you read it? And he answered, Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your strength, and with all of your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. Over the past 22 years, I've been learning what love is all about in my marriage relationship with my wife, Julie. I've still got a long way to go. Because for me, so many times, I'm still pretty selfish, and I love myself more you know, that's that, that's that remarkable thing that takes place in what we call marriage and le- always learning to, to love her more than I love myself and treat her as Christ loved the church. And guys, he gave himself for the church, right? And so for me, it's always that learning experience. And that's, I think sometimes that's what it's like for us in following Christ. Here's what I'd like for you to do. Somewhere on a program or on a piece of paper, would you simply just kind of jot down the numbers 1 and the number 10? Leave a, leave a good bit of space between 1 and 10. Because here's what I want you to do. I want you to evaluate. I want you to think about here this morning, not your marriage or those kind of things, but I want you to think about your relationship with Christ. This passage says that we're to love Christ with all of our heart with all of our soul, with all of our mind, with all of our strength. Notice it doesn't say with part of it. Well, love, love God with part of your heart. No, it's with everything that's within us. Everything. Why do we go to Detroit and serve kids and serve meals? And, 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 and at one point I had to give someone a Kleenex because there was a booger and, and somebody had to wipe that. And I don't do snot and boogers. I'm just being honest here. I'm being real. And so I had, you know, had to pass that one off because I'm not good there. Because anyway, and why do we do, why do we wipe noses and why, why do we decorate? Why do we do all that we do here? We're loving God with all of our heart. And we want to share that love with all of these kids you saw up here this morning and the city of Flat Rock and the surrounding areas all the way into Detroit and even beyond. How are you loving God with all of your heart? So as you look at the numbers one and the number 10, think about your relationship with Christ right now. Where are you at? Would you be honest and say, Brother Joe, I, I'm not even on the scale this morning. I'm like you were when you were nine, just visiting church. And I'm just, I'm lost. I'm just searching. I'm wondering, is this real? And you're not even on the chart this morning. That's being real. Just mark zero. I don't, you know, but you're searching. Be honest with yourself. Maybe for you, you're a five. You'd say, you know, Joe, I've been, I've been doing this game. I've been following, but I'd have to say this morning, I realize I know I'm not a hundred percent in the game. I'm giving God my Sundays, but I'm not giving him my Monday through Saturday. I'm holding on to some of those areas of my life because God's word says to, give, to love God with all of our heart. It's not just part. It's not one day a week. It's not a half a week. It's everything that's within us. Maybe for you, you're holding on to your kids or, or other things that you know you shouldn't be holding on. And this morning, God is simply saying, listen, evaluate where you are and change. Trust me. Understand my amazing love for you. 
The amazing love these kids sang about. Understand the joy you're missing in your life when you don't love me with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Now, maybe you're here and you think to yourself, Joe, man, I've got it together. I'm a 10. If you're going to put that, I would just say you need to back up at least to an 8 or 9, okay? Because there's probably something going on there that you're not seeing, all right? Because for me, I mean, I'm always searching. I want to grow. I want to learn more. I want to follow better today than I did yesterday. So where are you right now? One to ten. Are you loving God with all of your heart? Are you giving him everything? Are you giving him your best? Now's an opportunity for you to change. God brought you here for a purpose and for a reason. And I'm going to pray with you. And it may be this morning that you'd, you'd say, Joe, I want in. I understand. I get it. I want eternal life. Then what you need to do is just simply say, Jesus, I believe you. I trust you. I know you died for my sins. I accept you as my Savior. I want to follow you. Be my Lord. Maybe for you, you're in the middle and you know you want more. You know you're holding back. For you, just simply to say, God, forgive me for holding back. Forgive me for, you brought me here this morning because I know you want me to truly follow you with 100%, not 80, not 70, not 60, not 50. And I want to start today. And can I be honest for me? It's kind of this daily process. Sometimes it's an hourly process where I'll take a step forward and then I'll take a step back because my selfish desires come in. And it's okay, guys. The the key here is to figure out where you are and to love him more today than you did yesterday and to seek to love him more tomorrow than you did today. And you work through that process. But it starts with you knowing where you are and then accepting it and laying it down and asking God to help you. I'm gonna pray with you And if God's dealing with your heart about a big decision, I'd like to talk to you after the service. Come find me. Come find Pastor Donald. Uh, I'd like to help you walk through that if you need that, okay? I'm going to pray with you. We're going to have some worship time together. And if you'd like to come, even as we're worshiping and just pray, we want you to do that, okay? We want you to do that. We want you this morning to evaluate where you are and leave here a different person because what God's doing in your heart and your life. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for the promise of heaven, for the gift of your Son who made a way for us to be forgiven of our sins.